Tevin Jenkins apparently is moving to the left guard position. We're also going to talk about the Bears signing free agent punter Ryan Anderson. You know C-Dub loves his kickers. And then we're going to talk about the biggest questions the Bears need to answer in the draft. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's up, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. If you want to follow me, you can do so right off the top at CEO Hayes, that's CEO H-A-I-Z-E. If you want to follow the channel, you can do so at Bull Central Pod. But let's go ahead and get into it. So Tevin Jenkins was doing a Q&A online, and he was asked about his position. And he retweeted it and posted it with a uh, with a, uh, a comment from uh, Bryson Stricker saying that he would be moving to the left side to play left guard there. Now, you know, the Bears and Matt Eberflus have moved all around the line. Uh, you know, Tevin Jenkins has already moved once. The fact that he's now moving from right guard to left guard, that puts him and Braxton Jones, theoretically, both on the left side of the ball with uh, Nate Davis coming in and being that right guard position. You know, is it is it a lot to do? Is it a lot to say? No. I mean, at the end of the day, especially when you look at Tevin Jenkins, who was probably the Bears' best offensive lineman last season, you now move him on there. He's learned the proper techniques. He has those hand techniques that he can go in, play the guard position, and puts him next to Braxton Jones, who I think we have a, a very high, uh, you know, thought and outlook on. I think Braxton Jones, has he also has the potential to potentially move to the right tackle depending on what the Bears do in the uh, in the draft as far as with offensive linemen. So as of right now, theoretically, it's going to be Tevin Jenkins and Braxton Jones on that left side of the ball. But do not be surprised if, you know, if it comes where, you know, maybe Braxton is moving to the right side, especially pairing him with a veteran in, in, in Nate Davis there on that right side of the ball. So that's something that could be down the pipeline. We know that it's always an open competition. And Matt Eberflus did that last season, him and Luke Getze. Uh, coming into last season, even in training camp, things like that, it was an open competition. Even initially moving Tevin Jenkins to the uh, right guard position was a bit of a, of a of a new thing for him. It was it was a position switch for him. So, and Tevin Jenkins has shown the ability to just be versatile, and I, and I trust Tevin Jenkins and his talent level that he's going to be able to figure it out there. And as we continue to you know, move things around on the offensive line, find the right combination of players, find the right just players that are that are going to be able to protect Justin Fields. Don't be surprised if we see some more names move. Don't be surprised if maybe even Tevin Jenkins eventually moves back. We already know Cody Whitehair kind of slotted in to be that center position as well to move there. So it kind of just is what it is. It's just constant movement. They're going to try to find the right combination. Everything is going to be a competition with the Chicago Bears team. This is what we've come to expect from Matt Eberflus and this version of the Chicago Bears. So not too surprised on that. Now, you know, it, it, to see how they continue to build this line, to consider to see what they do in the trenches on both sides of the ball in the draft is going to be, you know, really telling to where things fall. But we're going to have competitions on both the defensive line and offensive line going into training camp, and that may be the initial story after the draft. And once we get into those uh, those area OTAs and things like that, of them trying to find the right combination of defensive linemen and offensive linemen to really solidify what that starting uh, lineup is going to be for both spots. So as looking at it right now. It, it makes sense. Tevin Jenkins is going to thrive, I think, no matter what side of the ball he lines up on. Don't have huge concerns there, but hey, maybe you guys do. Let me know down below. Do you have any concerns in regards to another change on the offensive line coming with moving Tevin Jenkins now to that left guard position? But let's go ahead and move on from that. Bears have made another signing. Didn't do a, a, a breaking news, but they've signed a free agent punter, Ryan Anderson. He's 27 years old. He actually worked out for the Bulls, the Bulls, the Bears last season as well. 
Um, he's a left-footed punter, so there's something with that. And you know, I had to put this on the list only because C-Dub loves kickers. So I'm going to put things on the board that I know C-Dub loves. No, if you guys don't know, one of the co-hosts here, C-Dub, uh, he, he hates kickers. So uh, I had to put this news on there. But at the end of the day, you know, he's going to be coming in. He's going to be working with the, uh, the, the Bears in the offseason. He's going to be working with Trenton Gill in the specialist room, things like that. It is what it is, right? It is what it is. So he said this, extremely fortunate to still be playing this game. Beyond grateful to the Bears organization for giving me the opportunity to continue living out my dream. Bear down. So, you know, that's what it said. The Bears have made another free agent signing. Nothing too big here. But moving on, we got the draft is coming up. We are, what, 16 days away, something like that from the draft, maybe a little bit less than that. Um, the draft is coming. The draft is approaching, and I, for one, can't wait to give you guys the live stream of the draft. But what are some of the biggest questions surrounding the draft and what the Bears may do in the draft? And I have it kind of uh, down to a, a couple of different questions, and that is, one, one of the biggest questions that the Bears may have to answer first, or that may not even be on the table by the time the Bears draft, is like, how much do the character concerns of Jalen Carter really impact their decision to maybe go with him or not, right? The Bears are in a unique situation to where if Jalen Carter does, and that's a, still a big if to me. I know a lot of you guys in the comments yesterday are more confident of Jalen Carter falling to the, to the Bears than necessarily I am. But if Jalen Carter does fall there to that number nine spot, if he is available at number nine, the Bears have to ask themselves, just how much do the character concerns around him and the, the, the motor issues, the, if he's going to put in enough work, how much does that hurt the, him in the eyes of the Bears? How much of a concern is it? Is it enough of a concern that you think you can work it out of him? Is it enough of a concern you think coming into your culture, the coaching staff, the other players here, that it's not going to be something? Or is it enough that you think, hey, let's pass up on somebody who, coming into this draft, many people have pegged as a generational talent, is it enough to pass on him that we can go with somebody who we don't have motor concerns, that we don't have character concerns? That's one of the biggest questions. But again, that's not necessarily a question that may even be up to answer by the Bears because I still fully think that Jalen Carter will be off the board before the Bears even select. But that's another one. Uh, next one up is, um, what is at what point do you start going best player available, right? We know that, you know, with the Bears being as far away as they are, with them, you know, scheme has been, scheme fit has been one of the biggest things that Ryan Poles has done and looked at so far in the offseason for the Bears. Every acquisition has had to be a scheme fit. It's had to have a, a place that's clearly out on the roster. So with that said, is at what point do you start going best player available? Is it the first couple of picks, the first two in, in the first and second round? I think we have two second round picks in this draft. Do you go scheme fit and best, best talent there? Then maybe after that, maybe in the third rounds and on, do you start at that point going best player available? Because I'll tell you what, there are some players that may not necessarily fit what the Bears need right now, right? At the wide receiver, at the cornerback position, even though I think cornerback's a bigger need, at running back as well. There's some players that are slated to be there that will be further down in the draft that, you know, I start thinking and looking at like, hey, yeah, you may not need a running back this season with Donta Foreman and Khalil Herbert, but you may need one next season. And if you have a running back of a of a Tajay Spears, who you guys know I'm, I'm super high on, while I know a lot of Bears fans want to see the Bears draft Robinson, don't think the Bears are going to go running back that early. But at what point in this draft do the Bears just start going best player available? And then with that best player available, once they do start going in that area, what does that mean for the future of the Bears? Can the Bears get maybe players that aren't going to be starters on day one, maybe players that aren't going to be heavily factored into the Bears' um, you know, position battles this season? But do those players, that once you start going best available, do you clearly see a fit for them in the future? How does that change what you do in upcoming drafts, upcoming free agency? Can you find a talent down later in those rounds of the draft 
once you start going best player available, that then you start looking at and saying, hey, we did pretty damn good here for our future projections. And if you do start going best player available early on, what does that mean for the makeup of the team? What does that mean for the position battles? What does that mean for how you go forward into the season? The Bears have a lot of things that they need to address still, right? Trenches being one of them. And we do expect to say trenches heavy draft. We expect those trenches to be addressed early for the Chicago Bears. But at some point, every team eventually has to go best player available, especially if they have that player ranked super high on their board or extremely high on their board and they feel like they can get a damn good talent at that level. So that's some of the things, other questions that the Bears have to look at. The offensive line talent, if you do go offensive line with that initial number nine pick, you got Peter Sikronsky, you have uh, you have Broderick Jones, you have uh, Paris Johnson, you have all these players, right? That is one of the biggest questions there too because the Bears, if they do go offensive lineman at number nine, you have to get an offensive lineman that is going to fit in. You have to get an offensive lineman that's going to be able to be solid in the run and pass. You have to have an offensive lineman that at that point you're projecting to be a multiple-year starter and probably a first-year starter for you, or do you go defensive line? That is another big question for them. Offense, defense first, and that's a question I asked you guys not too long ago, but that is another big question that the Bears have to ask themselves. And then another one, while I don't think they're going to do it, in this upcoming draft, you have to look. There are some very talented skill positions, maybe positions in wide receiver, running back that I don't necessarily see the Bears going after early in the draft. But then you have to ask yourself, if you are going best available early, do you draft one of those players just because the level of talent is that high? While they may not be the perfect fit now, while it may not seem that we need those players now, do you go best available and just figure it out as the draft goes on because of the depth of the trenches areas in this draft you can get starters in the offensive and defensive line in rounds two and three that are going to come in and be day one starters for you so do the bears see the the talent at the at the at in the first round that are out skill positions do they see those as being positions that are players that they just can't pass up on i personally don't think so i've, I've seen you guys in some comments and some of you guys have like robinson slated to be like the next great running back and things like that and you could very well be right not saying you're wrong with that but do the Bears see? That's the biggest question. Regardless of how we see, how we think these prospects are going to develop, what do the Bears see them at? And that's going to be some of the questions that they have to answer in this year's draft, as well as the work on the edge, right? We knew coming in, we, we, were, we were the worst team in the league with sacks and putting crush, pressure on the quarterback. Do the Bears feel like they've done enough on the edge with Demarcus Walker coming in on this team? Do they feel that they've done enough, right? Or do players like uh, uh, Lucas Van Ness, a uh, Miles Murphy, are those just a few of the names on that defensive end position that the Bears could go after and get that will be day one starters and really help you put pressure on opposing quarterbacks? That's that's some of the biggest questions that I think the Bears will answer and have to answer in 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 ways coming into this draft. And, you know, we'll end up seeing what it turns into. But as you guys know, I'm really confident right now what the job that Ryan Poles has done. I'm really confident right now in where the Bears sit as well. Yes, we still have tons of work to do. Tons of work to do. But, you know, you look at the tackles, you look at the on offense and defense, you look at the defensive ends, you look at the guards. I don't really think the Bears are going to be looking for offensive guard uh, line linemen in this um, draft, but you got to look at it, man. We got some work to do. And, of course, when you look at that tackle position, Jalen Carter is the name that stands out above that, above all with that one. Um, so, you know, we'll see. The Bears are in a great position right now, and we'll see how this continues to develop. We'll see what it turns into for the Bears, and you guys can stay tuned in right here on Chicago Bears Central, where we're going to be giving you daily analysis, thoughts, everything behind 
what's going to happen with this Bears team. The mock drafts have been all over the place. There have been some mock drafts. They do have us drafting Robinson. There have been some mock drafts. They do have us drafting JSN. And I know that's a play, a player that a lot of a lot of uh bull, bull, bear, why don't why don't I do that? A lot of Bears fans um interested. So you know we'll end up seeing what the Bears can do, man. It is what it is. We're in a great place and we're in a fun spot in the offseason for the Chicago Bears. And we'll continue to cover it right here. But that's it for the daily episode. Make sure you guys are following us at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. Shy Bear Central at did I say the right? You can follow us at Shy Bear Central. Um on every social media platform. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, Chicago Bear Central at gmail.com. You can send us you can send us a text message and our voicemail, 773-270-2799. I clearly I was struggling with with social media handles and and numbers today. It is what it is. I love you guys, man. Like I like to end every episode on. Bear down. Love you guys. Peace y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.